My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, you may be seated. There's a certain joyful level of dog training. When you train your dog so well that you can turn Fluffy loose with some 20 other dogs in just a big melee, just have them out here just playing and jumping over each other and nipping at each other and just having a great old time, and you can stand over here because you've trained them. You can stand way over here and you can go, Fluffy, come. And Fluffy is just mixing it up with everybody else and jumping and playing and just having a great old time. And Fluffy hears your voice and goes, I gotta go. And just comes up and just sits down and goes, yeah, what do you want? It's, no, don't do that. No. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing. It's, for a dog handler, it's one of the most joyful moments you can ever have when you realize that you've worked with Fluffy so much that no matter what else is going on around them, they can pick out your voice. And they don't care about anything else. They just want to go and be with you as fast as they can. I can't just imagine what it's like to be the dog. <clears throat> That's what Jesus wants for each and every one of us. To hear him call, Susan, come. And Susan doesn't hear anything else. Greg, come. And Greg just puts his head up above everything else, above the din, above the tumult, above the strife, among the play, and runs to be with Jesus. Knows that voice and hears their name. I don't know, but, but maybe you're not sure you've ever heard that voice. Here's what I think he wants you to hear in the very first place. Insert name. I love you. I don't care what anybody else says about you. I don't care what you say about you. I love you. Now, I know that you're a sinner. I know way down inside you, you know that you can't do anything about that. You can't fix it. You can't make yourself right with God. And that's why I came. And when I came, I came with rod and staff. And with rod, I beat back all your enemies. And with my staff, I reach out and I pull you back when you've gone wayward. And then, then, dear one, the day came when I had to take that staff, plant it in the ground, and cross it with the rod, 
and climb up on the cruel wood of that cross to make it right, to pay for your sins, to draw you all the way back into the Father's embrace and my embrace to take you home. Now, child, fluffy, child, look my way, come to me, take my hand. And here's what happens when you accept that invitation. He reaches out his hand, you take his hand, and you realize that you're in a grip that's a lot stronger than yours. Eternal life has begun. Eternal life isn't just waiting in heaven. Eternal life is right now. He says, I get, verse 28, I give them eternal life. They will not perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. You put your hands in his hands, and it's like, I don't know if it was this way for you when you were a kid, but it was this way when I was a kid. I put my hand in my mom's or my dad's hand, and they weren't going to let go. If we got in the mall and I could wander off, they weren't going to let go. We're walking on the street alongside traffic, and I could, I could run out in traffic. They weren't going to let go. When, when you've heard that voice, and when you've gone to him, and you've reached out for that hand that's reaching out for you, I don't know how to put it. There's a certain confidence of mind, um, a nimbleness of spirit that comes. I think that's... I think it's a really wonderful thing that the Lord gave us the passage about Tabitha Dorcas, which means gazelle today for Mother's Day. Isn't this a lovely setup here? Thank you, gentlemen. I think that's why we have Tabitha today. The Bible, the Bible pays attention to the normal blessedness of being a mother. Hannah prays and Samuel comes. The angel comes to Mary and makes the promise. And Mary sings of the blessedness that she has chosen by, by the holy God. But Tabitha knows of a, a, a different kind of blessedness of being a mother, a mother of the church where there's no mention of a husband, there's no mention of natural children. There's just, there are just widows that she has cared for, that she has made tunics and other, and other clothes for, and who knows how else that she has cared for them. Was she single? Was she widowed? Was she divorced? We don't know. And it doesn't matter. And so close is she, so honored and revered by her Lord and Savior, 
that through Peter, he calls her even out of death. And death itself cannot keep her from hearing her Lord's voice. Dorcas, rise and come to me. And Mother's Day, I think it's really helpful for us to know that you can be a mother whether you got a little one crying, <laughs> gloriously so, or whether that's, it's breaking your heart because you don't have that and may never have that, or whether you used to have it and now you've lost them. Maybe you've even had to bury them. Maybe you've lost them to drink or, or drugs or maybe they've just gone off to college and <laughs> Your phone's not ringing. The inbox is empty. Mother's Day can be hard. But I think Tabitha, Dorcas, Gazelle would want it to be joyful for you. There are lots of ways to be a mother. Lots of ways to know his blessing. I have two friends one is a lady that I work with who is married, has been for a number of years, doesn't have children, and it's, it's, the, it's the place of sadness in her life. And yet, I've watched her relate to her students. I've watched them see Christ's love for them in her eyes. And to them, she is their mother. I have another friend who developed a very successful law practice, raised three thriving, bright, beautiful daughters, and then at some point, this friend, just, she just heard the Lord telling her to do something different. She heard her Savior's voice calling her name. And she closed her law practice. And what she does now is she spends her days in middle school and high school classrooms as, get this, a substitute teacher. And she's found that she's got a gift. She can take the, she can find a humorous way to reach humorless teenagers and make uncooperative kids cooperate. She'll just say something like, hey, administration says you've got to be here for the next hour, so why not try? And she's just knowing the great joy, the blessedness of being a mom in a very different setting. I don't know where this Mother's Day catches you, whether you're on the female side or the male side, or which, if you're a mom which end of that you're on, or if you're being reconciled to the fact that it's never going to happen for you. What I want you to do is listen for the voice above the den calling you by name because it's there. I would long for you to know the grip of his hand as you reach out your hand to his. And then I would pray that we together, knowing the anointing of oil of our baptism, would be able to come to the table that he sets 
in the presence of our enemies, whether they're within or without, with one another, and know the blessedness of his hand, his love, his meal. Let's close by praying together the collect that we started with this morning. Sorry to take your bulletin. It's the collect that's listed under the Alleluia. Let's pray this together. Let us pray. O God, whose Son Jesus is the good shepherd of your people, grant that when we hear his voice, we may know him who calls us each by name and follow where he leads, who with you and the Holy Spirit lives and reigns, one God forever and ever. Amen.